0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. You want to switch me on, but I'm switched on, don't worry about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seems to go back, I'm like one of the old dinosaurs, uh, going way back. Somebody asked me, I don't see the person here, so I suppose I better not say so. Could you tell me some funny stories about Stephen? Should I? <laughs> oh, no, I'm staying at his house, I better not. I remember when I went to, he was in the playpen. So that's going back, and he was a very noisy baby. But uh, it's lovely to be with you in Cork Church and to share with you tonight. For a few moments, Stephen seems to always nab me um, on plan, but there you go. Praise the Lord. It's great to uh, be here and it's great to enjoy the Lord, isn't it? Isn't it just great to know the Lord? I mean, I should be, we could shout about that because it's so wonderful to know Jesus. And when you know Him as long as I do, uh, 58 years, um, you know, it just gets better. You know, it doesn't get less, it gets more. But, um, Tonight, you know, I, was, uh, I had something else in my heart, but the Lord began to speak to me from a wee portion of Scripture, of which I want to read to you tonight. But before we do, let, let's again just turn our hearts to the Lord. Our Father, we thank you. Thank you tonight, Lord, for the living Word of God. We Thank you that it's bread to the soul. We thank you that it brings life, Lord, that it changes us inside, that it brings us to a place of understanding the very love of God for our heart and soul. And so, Lord, as we turn to your word, make it live to our hearts, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read you a few verses just from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. And um, I'll read you just a few verses. Verse 40 and down to the verse 46. And it says, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, In the temple and the breaking of bread, and from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Isn't it amazing how the Lord uh, began to work uh, in Jerusalem in that day when uh, there was fear, when there was trouble? And these words... Come alive when we read them because the Holy Spirit was moving and in read such amazing power and signs. There's plenty of lion signs and wonders today, but I tell you also there's plenty of signs and wonders that God is working in this land of Ireland and that there is a work that's going on. And no devil in hell can stop what God is actually doing. And when I was reading that there, I was saying, How is it? How is it that that uh, these people who came from all sorts of backgrounds uh, and they loved the Lord so much, all of a sudden, and um, I read this word, uh, and comes six times in the book of Acts, devoted. And I was asked for a title, and it was saying, devotion. Because there is nothing uh, like that word. That word means so much. It means a compassionate Uh, A considerate, uh, an adoring, uh, a focus on on discipleship, love, and loyalty. It means all those things. And it's important uh, for the early church. And it's a dynamic, this word devotion changes the way the church operates. When people begin to devote themselves, instead of the purpose-driven church, we cry out for the spirit-driven church. Because there is nothing else it needs to be the move of God's Holy Spirit it defines who you are, and, and, and defines your love for the things of God more than anything else. And when I was looking at that, I was I was crying out to the Lord just uh, before we came. You know, uh, you know, whatever you devote yourselves to will determine your life. It'll determine everything about you. It'll determine if you have an abundant life or just a lukewarm, just a a half-full experience. When you devote yourselves to the Lord, it defines who you are as a person. It changes you inside. It gives you an abundance in life where it's not just getting through, where it's not just, uh, you know, sort of scraping through as a Christian. It brings life. It brings power. It brings liberty to the soul, the abundance of life. And I was thinking, of that oh man, isn't it just great that God does not just give us a half full cup? We, we like Psalm 23. What does it say? You know, um, you anoint my head with oil. You know, we're not those that just have a full cup. It says, you anoint my head. My cup overflows. There's an overflow when there's a devotion to the person of Jesus Christ. There's an overflow. It is not just getting through. This is reality. And you know, it it gripped my heart. And I read this in the Amplified, and this is what it says. And they steadfastly devoted themselves. Being steadfast uh, and devoting yourselves to the Lord. So important. Uh, It says that They constantly uh, left themselves to the instruction and to the fellowship of the apostles and of the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. You know what? There was 3,000 give their lives to Christ. And you know what? The church didn't fall apart. You know, uh, when you read that, they had no programs. They had nothing. But what kept them together was one word. They devoted themselves. Now, somebody else didn't devote them. They devoted themselves. And you know, if you only work uh, when leaders or whatever pamper you, you'll not stay long. You have to devote yourself. They can be devoted to you, but they cannot be devoted for you. And it's, you need uh, that walk with God that says, I devote myself. To follow in Jesus Christ, and you know what? You will be blessed. Your leaders will be blessed. You will be a blessing in the church. You will be able to do things without uh, looking for some rewards or something. I'm doing it for Jesus Christ because devotion is unto Him. And when I was reading that, I think, Oh God, isn't that what we need today? Where people devote themselves to following after You, you know? Because why? He is the King of Kings. You don't serve the Lord uh, for each other. You do not serve the Lord for uh, leaders in your church. You do not serve the Lord for anything else. You serve the Lord because He is the Lord. You serve the Lord because He's the King of kings. He's alive. And when we give ourselves to the service of the King, you know what? You will have an abundance of life. You'll have joy that's, that's flowing. That's so wonderful because of a devoted life. You know, we are called to wage warfare, to rescue those that are perishing. That's the call of God. You know, the emphasis is on personal devotion. And I want to stress that point to you tonight. The only reason that I've been able to keep going all through the years is that I devoted myself. I said, no, I will serve you. It doesn't matter what is happening. And I, I lost my wife about four and a half years ago, 16 years, watching her disappear through Alzheimer's. But, you know, even in the midst of that, I'm going to tell you something, in the midst of that, I still had an abundant life. He says, I have still had the joy of the Lord. And I tell you, this is so important for the church of Jesus Christ today. Today that they devote themselves, that they give themselves over to the Lord. And as I say, uh, nobody can be devoted for you. You must devote yourself. What a blessing you will be to court church when you devote yourself to the Lord. You don't need to devote yourself to anything else because you will do things, you will work, you will be enjoying because I'm doing it for the King of Kings I'm not doing it to get position. I'm not doing it because I'm good at worship. I'm not doing it because I'm a good preacher. I'm not doing it for any reason. I am doing it unto the King of Kings. You do it unto him and you will be blessed. The church will be blessed. Your leaders will be blessed. They will look down and be so strengthened by your devotion. And this is what I believe that God has put on my heart. So important uh, today. What does uh, Jude says? But you, beloved, building yourselves up uh, in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves, keep yourselves in the love of God. This is what he says. Keep yourself in it. Nobody else can keep you. And nobody else can cause you to love God. You've got to do it. Keep yourselves in the love of God. And it's so important to understand that. You know, I've seen many, what I would have called them kangaroo Christians. They come in and and they jump from one fellowship to the other. Because somebody said something or somebody sat in their seat or, or some nonsense. And they'll go off thinking they're going to find something over there. And they'll be no longer there till they'll jump again. Because... Somebody else has annoyed them or said something. Listen, when you devote yourself to Christ, you won't even hear it. No. See, when somebody's insulting you, you won't only be hearing it because you are so in love with Jesus Christ. You are so in love in serving the King of Kings. You don't, under, you don't even see it. Yeah. You know, instead of somebody coming to Nick and, and Stephen saying, oh, do you know, I want to tell you what happened today. This was wild. Somebody said something that really annoyed me. Listen, you get devoted to Christ. That will not happen. You'll just pray for them instead of talking about them behind their back. It is important, dear people, to understand this is what kept the church together. You know, build yourself up in the love of God. And how can you love God if you cannot love your, your fellow brother or sister or your neighbor? We love God. And when we love God, then life changes for us. And this really, uh, you know, began to sort of settle in my heart, you know. And here he says, four things I'll leave with you that that he says here. Uh, To devote yourself first of all, it says, to the apostles' doctrine, God's word. Why would you devote yourself to God's word? So many people today, because of all these uh, equipment and phones and whatever, and, and, and they're so busy working at it. But I tell you, they devoted themselves to hearing the Word of God. They didn't have the Bible, but I say to you, devote yourselves to the reading of the Word of God. It's fundamental for living. It's fundamental for living a life of victory and not uh, being uh, turned sideways with every wound of doctrine that blows. They devoted themselves to the Word of God. It affects everything. And as I say, it needed for a victorious Christian life. There is nothing like the Word of God. Listen, we handle something that, that I tell you after 55 years, that it still thrills me, that has still got life, it still pours into me in my greatest needs. You know, when, when my wife was ill, I can remember at her bedside, I, I, on my two knees weeping and saying, I, I can't cope with this, Lord. You know, I'm overwhelmed, Lord. Only to hear the word of God, Psalm 61, verse 2 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And you know, that's what God's word says to you. When you need it, it's there to speak into your heart. And this says they devoted themselves uh, to the word of God, to the apostles' doctrine. And you know, it affects everything. It affects your mind. It'll affect your attitude. It'll affect your language. It'll affect your prayer life. It'll affect your mind. It will bring peace. It will bring joy. There'll be a word in season in every occasion. That's why I tell you, you don't need a degree to read the Word of God. You read the Word of God, God's Holy Spirit will speak to you and show you. And it, when you learn it, and you speak it, uh, it carries all authority. Yes. It supersedes everything. Because God's word carries all power, all authority. And he says they devoted themselves to that, that thing. And, and then he goes on to say, they devoted themselves to fellowship, described in the early church uh, as partners. Isn't amazing that we are partners? Uh, the word our partnership and you know it says we then as workers together with him 2nd Corinthians 6 and verse 1 you know when we are working together we are working together with him you may be working in the church you may be doing something whether it's singing worship or whatever but nobody whether the preacher or anybody else but we are working together with him you know, and it's with him. When you understand that, if it was brushing the floor, you do it unto the Lord. We work together with him. How important that is. There is nothing greater that you could ever belong to upon the face of the earth than the church, the local church. You know, it is the bride of Christ, it is his bride. Imagine you, part of the bride of Christ, working together as the bride of Christ, how important to be in that fellowship with one another. How important it is to be able to pray together. And I often would say that to to people, you know, don't leave each other's, if you're out, you know, in in a home, have a word of prayer with each other. And it just changes, it melts, It, it does something. So beautiful, that's fellowship. That's fellowship and together in the rightful sense. And you know, as we travel, we believe and know that we belong to a body, a body. And First uh, Peter 2 verse 5 tells me this. You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house. Without you, there could be no house. It takes the living stones. Uh, I come from a place and I built a house in off and I had stones, and I built stone walls. And it was strange because you would have worked away and you were getting stones to fit. And then suddenly you just couldn't get the stone to fit. Go on and get a cup of tea and you come out. Boy, that fits there. And you know, leaders are the same. We don't always know where you fit in the body, but God knows. And when we work together, we are being built into a spiritual house. You know, made up of living stones, and we all fit. If we're coming, if you're coming to this church in Kirk, remember, there is somewhere. You might be just a wee small cog somewhere. Sometimes I've seen lovely stones, and a lovely stone was rocking everywhere. And I would get a wee small stone and I'd stick it in, and it would be solid. But I took the wee small stone to make it solid. I tell you, that's what the body of Christ is. There is no hierarchy. There is no up or down. We are the bride of Christ. And it's important to understand, uh, Psalm 92 verse 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? When you're planted, you know, you need to be planted. When you, if you come and you believe this is where God would have you, be planted in it. And you know, God will work through you. Those are planted in the house of the Lord. What does it say? Shall flourish in the courts of the Lord. There's a flourishing takes place when we're, when we're planted somewhere. Don't, don't, don't be like a, 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 a rolling stone all over the place. gathers no moss to say. Keep your foot and say, no, this is where the Lord has me. I will work. I will labor in this here. I want to be planted in the house of the Lord. And you will be sitting with a a face that's shining as it were for Jesus Christ. And when I ask you to do something, you'll say, yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. I do it surely. i love to do it because I'm doing it unto the Lord. Amen. And this is what fellowship does. It changes us. And then he goes on to say, and the breaking of bread. And I was just talking to Stephen. The cross must always be the central. Never ever uh, allow the cross to be something that you just remember back and forward. It's so important because it's central to everything to do with our Christian life. It's central. And you move from the cross to other things, good as they might be, They're just like spokes that are coming out of the hub. The hub is the cross. It's what the whole world looked forward to. It's the whole world looking back to. It becomes the center of everything that Jesus Christ died on the cross for a sinner like me. He gave his life for me. If I was the last person upon the face of the earth, Jesus Christ would still have died for me, he would still have given his life for me. Isn't that amazing? That makes me want to shout and praise God that the cross means so much. Uh, the, the, tonight, you know, the world, you know, they, they, they have us memorials everywhere. But, you know, we have also a memorial that God has left us. And when we break bread together, the bread and the wine, we remember what Jesus Christ had done for us. And it brings a joy into the, world, the heart. You know, the, the world, the world drinks to forget we drink to remember. There's an awful difference. We want to remember what Jesus Christ has done. We used to sing an old hymn, uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain flow to all a healing stream. Uh, uh, flows, I got it wrong. Free to all a healing stream. Flows from Calvary's mountain. We come to the uh, cross and we remember Jesus died. And he rose again for our uh, sinful oil natures. Praise God, we don't worship a God that is dead, but we remember what he did for us. It took the best that heaven could give for you and for me. And the last thing was the uh, prayer. You know, that's the secret of power. When we wait in the presence of God, sometimes you might not have many words to actually say, but just sit quietly, just meditate upon the Lord, just talk to Him. You know, through all the years of my wife's suffering, that was the only thing that kept me to, I remember so often praying, oh God, you know, why should this be happening or whatever else and God speaking to me? I said, Lord, why is this happening to my wife? And the Lord says to me, Jack, I only give her to you for a time. She was always mine. She belonged to me. You see, when we pray, even if we're down, even if we're doubting, even if we have problems, when we bring them to the Lord, the Lord can give an answer into your situation. And it's not maybe always the answer you want. It's maybe not always what you think should happen. But I tell you, when we pray, the presence of God comes near. And he speaks into the situation over and over and over again. He does not change. You know, when we devote ourselves to seeking after Jesus, you will see miracles. You will see signs and wonders uh, taking place. Uh, Jesus said, if you abide in me, John 15 verse 7, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. But the secret is in the abiding. The secret is, shut the door. Young people, close the door and be in the presence of God for a time. And you know, then when you begin to ask, you know, you'll ask right. You'll not be asking for something stupid and silly. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. I was going through London Airport, and there was these guys all selling things, but there was this big Ferrari sitting, and, you know, I, I'm a bit of a car enthusiast and used to drive a wee bit fast, uh, but we'll not going to do that when I was younger. And um, uh, they were saying, you know, you put the dot and you hit the right dot, you'll, you know, you could want this. And I'm thinking, what good would that be to me? I couldn't even put the pebble on it. I couldn't even insure it. You see, you've asked for stupid things. And you think, God, is that foolish to give it to you? No, it's not like that. If you abide in me, listen, my words abide in you. You will ask what you will, and I will do it. Isn't that some promise? But the conditions need to be taken place. And the greatest sermon that ever was preached, the Sermon on the Mount, what does he say there? Ask and it will be given unto you. By we have some God. And I'll tell you something, there is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing he cannot do because everything belongs to him. It doesn't matter about anything. It all belongs to him anyway. And we ask and it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find. You'll always find this word coming on. Seek, you know, call, wait, draw near, you know, be, be there. Uh, and it says, you will find. And I don't know uh, about you, but I tell you something. Like at my age, I just feel the joy of the Lord. Amen. And I don't mean that in any arrogant sense. I mean it because I have found that his presence will not leave me nor forsake me. Yes. And you know, I, I tell you these things because they were real. When when um, my wife died, I was I was standing in the room uh, and uh, where the coffin was, and I'm, I'm standing broken, torn because of it, because I loved her dearly. And and I heard the Lord say, I didn't know it was the Lord. You know, uh, did you not understand? And I'm thinking, am I making this up? Is it just my mind? Uh, because of the sorrow, and it kept coming to me, did you not know? Did you not know? And I thought, it must be the Lord. And I said, Lord, what is it that I did not know? And the Lord spoke back to me, and I I know it's the Lord. He says, Jack, you know, you were busy in work with young people and all that was going on, so busy all your life. And you didn't get the time, but I gave you 16 years to sit by her side. So I had 16 years, even though she didn't know me, even though there was uh, such a place to be, I was able to go every single day and sit by her side and hold her hand and tell her that I loved her, and she didn't even know. But, you know, what I'm saying is, God is no man's debtor. You know, when, when we seek him... You know, he's so precious and he gives us so many things that we don't understand. And we don't understand sometimes what we're going through. But I tell you, God knows. And I, I sat and I just said, Thank you, Lord, for allowing me that time that I didn't have when I was younger. And I might not have chosen that way. In fact, I know I would not have. But God's ways are good, it's perfect, it's true. And he does not forget about you. He does not forget about you. You know, you know what? And I was thinking that about devotion. You know, Jesus was totally devoted to what he did. He didn't stop halfway. He devoted his life for sinners like us. He went the whole way to the cross of Calvary. He died for you. He laid down his life willingly for you and for me. And tonight, you know, can we offer him any less than our whole life? Can we say to the Lord, Lord, I'll give you part of my life, but if if this happens, I'm not going to give you the rest. We we lay down our life like him. And you know what? You will not be poorer because... He will give to you in ways that you have never even thought about. He will do things for you that you have not even begun to consider. That is the God that I serve. He is a wonderful Savior. And Revelation says, be faithful unto death. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Oh, Psalms says, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. And we're living in difficult days and all the things that's happened. But boy, I'll tell you what if, if you are thirsting for God, He will come to you, He will minister to you in ways that are just so precious. And when He speaks to you, you will know it because He has got the answer to all your problems. He's got the answer to every difficulty that you might face in life. He has got a way through for you. Uh, And and as we come, you know, it says, my soul thirsts for you. And that's great to be thirsty for the things of God. It says, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. In the world, it sucks you dry. But I tell you something, when you walk with God and you take time for the Lord, He is so precious. We will have a a living water that bubbles up in the heart. And I don't care where you are. I don't care what is happening to you. But when we walk with God, there's a bubbling up of life from within us. And it's so precious. In a dry, he says, and thirsty land. I thirst for you. And this land is a dry and thirsty land. We thirst for God. He will make a way through for us. Oh, I I pray that you would give yourselves in devotion to Jesus Christ in a way. Give yourself totally. Hold nothing back. Give your all. And he will give his all unto you. And you will be blessed the days of your life. Amen. May God bless you and, and uh, strengthen you and help you along life's journey here in Cork. God bless. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, You can email us, info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.